Hi there, this is Structured Rambling, a podcast about literature, ideas in literature, the texts, the themes, the virtues and beyond. My name is Paul, I'm a reader, a writer, a teacher, a fan, and a pig owner. Good day, all you people out there in podcast land. This is Paul. Um, Today is a rambling episode. I'm going to be talking about some ideas, but I just wanted to let you know. um, I think I said in my last episode, but I wanted to remind you that I have an email for this podcast that you can feel free to contact. It is structuredrambling at gmail.com. It's one word, structured rambling, structured and rambling are each spelt in the traditional way. Um... You can send me emails, so structuredrambling at gmail.com. You can send me emails uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments. Um, I have a low self-esteem, so if they're they're attacks, please attack the ideas rather than the person, because you don't know me, unless, once again, it's mom, and I would hope that you'll be the one person to not criticize me in email form. But you never know. Um... You can also, if there's something you'd like me to pursue, uh, I'd be glad to uh, to read that and to look at your your ideas for ideas. I can't promise necessarily I can do everything, um, especially when it comes to texts, because I do have I do have to study the text. I would never be so crass or obtuse as to uh, study a text or to talk about a text that I have never studied. So. Um, yeah, but uh, I am in a little bit like most of you. If you were listening to this asynchronously, which everybody's going to do because I don't do these things live, but if you're listening to this, let's say a little, a few months down the line, I am listening to this in that t- period in 2020 when a lot of us were in lockdown. So I, I, I am continuing with my regular work. I am fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, but at the same time, I do have uh, a little bit more free time for reading and studying so and watching and all of those good things. Um, but I thought in that light, uh, we would talk about, well, apocalypses, but let me be specific. So when I teach creative writing courses, I set down ground rules for the students. Um, I've long discovered that despite it being a course for creativity with many people and especially young people who are discovering their voices, discovering their styles, discovering, discovering their interests, imitation and cliche can appear. I tell my students that in my class, gratuitous violence and gratuitous sex don't shock. Don't try. Don't do it for the sake of, oh, I wonder if he's a prude. Make sure it benefits the story. The same goes for poo caca language. If you're going to have characters dropping F-bombs, does that have a purpose is there something you're trying to say about that character is he crude is he a hockey player is he a south saskatchewan farmer who can use the f word as all all parts of speech in a single sentence um but there are beyond that things that i do strictly forbid not just guidelines but you may not there are are no stories allowed where the character wakes up at the end and it was all just a dream and I think why speaks for itself. No stories where you kill the main character off on the last page. So many want to do this. They write a, 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 a 3,000 word story and then they can't think of what to do. So the main character steps in front of the bus at the end. They may not do that. Even if the character's dying of cancer, they can only imply a death. 
Um, no cop stories. I don't accept cop stories, especially no cop stories set in New York. And especially, especially where the cop finds out that the serial killer he can't quite catch is himself suffering from multiple personality disorder. No, not allowed. But the most famous of these to me, or at least famously because students have said back to me, uh, and their reactions are usually famous, is uh, my Thou Shalt Not VVZ. You may not use video game plots, vampires, or zombies. What do I mean? Well, uh, video game plots, these are, these are action-oriented plots with very little character development, just a series of fight scenes. Um, characters walking about in over-descriptive plotted action scenes with no character development, no real drive other than their bad guy me shoot. Um, no one likes reading action. Even in good action, even in, in, in writers like Bernard Cornwell, Stephen King, characters who describe action well. You gotta build up to it, otherwise it's boring. We flip past it. It's gotta be built up to. Um, it's the exact opposite of a sex scene in Harlequin Romances or Danielle Steele or all those different shades of grey. Those, they you expect to jump right into them, jumping right into this act together. But an action scene, you've gotta build up to and make it worth our while. Otherwise it's watching WWE and who wants to do that? No one. Second rule is vampires. Here my students almost always gasp before I even say it. No vampires. Vampires have become such a cliche that people think they're public domain, but they're not. Modern vampires belong to Bram Stoker. Sure, he doesn't have a copyright on it, and sure, he was working off the concept of Eastern European folklore, but his source material is, his source material is out there, and it belongs to him. Um... Because he's the first one who took these existent folklore um, and turned it into something inventive. Stoker invented vampires. Stop using them because you're doing it wrong. Because of the timeline, because of how long ago we're talking, you'll say Stoker didn't invent them. So they're free game. Sure. Uh, they're in the public domain, but Stoker invented Vlad Dracula, the undead figure. He invented the castles, the servants, the plot, the seduction, the vampire hunters, and the rules. Can you avoid all of those without just adding uh, a sparkle and daylight? No, of course. Find me a vampire story where they're not even aristocratic. Even even the, the, the Anne Rice ones have to have them behave like aristocrats, just southern aristocrats. Consider, Stoker wrote vampires so he could write about sex in Victorian England. It was an Irish writer protesting the prudishness of England in his prose. It's, it's metaphorical. The villain pierces the fleshes of, of his victims at the throat in, a, in an embrace. Then he sucks out bodily fluid. Then the victim sucks of Dracula's own bodily fluid, and they are bonded in this way. It it's only happens at night. Like, do I have to draw you a picture? Um, it, it, <laughs> 
why is it a pointy fang that sticks itself in the hole? Like, come on. But this one's hard for me because I do love van- vampires in concept. I also love heroic, her- sorry, I also love heroic quest fantasy in concept. Tolkien did it right once, and it doesn't need to be done again. Same goes for Stoker and Dracula. I'm going to talk about Tolkien at some Tolkien at some point. People have asked me to do that. It'll happen, but I just want you to know it's the same same general sense. I kind of have the feeling that I'm going to be mentioning Tolkien in like every single lecture I do, and it's not even my favorite book of all time. It, it, the Lord of the Rings, it's up there, top couple of two or three, but uh, he's kind of my go-to. Well, we're talking about fantastic stuff, phantasmagoric stuff, in fact, and he's the he's the he's the fantasy benchmark, right? Um, anyways, so on to zombies. The Z of my VVZ rule. It is Z. I'm Canadian. I'm proudly Canadian, and there are so few things we have that set us apart as proud Canadians, and Z is one of them. I must confess, I used to really truly love zombie films briefly uh, it all started in about 2003 i watched 28 days later uh, with a friend of mine a film buff um, and for a few months it, it it really disturbed me even though it's not a, a classic zombie movie it's more of a, a disease movie but um falls it checks off all the boxes of cliche that zombie movies need um and for whatever reason it bothered me so yeah, it was it was actually really strange. It it um I got recurring nightmares from it, which I I've had some of these in my life, but uh but yeah, this was this one this one stuck around. Um these recurring zombie apocalypse nightmares to the point where I started waking up and looking out the window until I saw a car drive by confirming that the world hadn't ended. My uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was living in a different city. Uh, and there were a couple times I called her in ridiculous hours just to be sure everything was still going on. Um, the, that she married me is my daily surprise and wonder. Um, it didn't last long because every generation goes through a period of inundation with, with zombie fiction and zombie films. Why? Because it's fiction for the lazy. The historical significance of zombies is less important than that of vampires. There were these revenants in Eastern Europe. uh, Seriously, what goes on in Romania? And the the voodoo folklore of Jamaica, um, uh, Africa uh, has some of it. But the thing about zombie plagues is it takes the world... It takes a world that is too complicated for people to deal with and simplifies it. It just takes out all of the complications that we deal with in our lives uh, and it breaks it down to cavemen. Again, survival and food. We are aiming at just those things. The strong rule, the weak die, everything's out to kill you, weaponry is is essential, having abilities of the mind is useless, this is about manliness, toughness, and survival. Give me a break. The world is too complicated and confusing for these people. I, I, I don't mean to criticize the creators, but people who resort to zombie fiction generally um, 
like I said, they are lazy. You can't punch feelings. You can't shoot existentialism. So they push the reset button and get rid of anything that complicates the world. How lazy is it that 90% of these tales don't even bother to put in the work to explain how the plague even started? A lot of the times it jumps into in, in medias res, in the middle of things, where it's already going on. And no explanation is given. Sure, they might not find it out, but it's also an excuse to skip the 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 explanation it's an excuse to be lazier and you're leaning towards my 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 rule about uh action-based plots um it's a virus in quotation marks a scientific experiment gone wrong or a freaking cloud a cloud None of these things are rational. Then it's fast forward to where breaking into your neighbor's home and shooting him in the face has no consequences. In fact, it's the right manly thing to do. Unless you're a woman. In which case, make sure you double tap that revenant in a post-apocalyptic outfit that's so revealing it'd make Lady Gaga blush. So, um, if vampires are a metaphor for sex, which they are, then zombies are a metaphor for death. Relentless, uh lingering always coming and it doesn't have to rush i'm not going to wade into the hair splitting nerdisms but for my two cents zombies don't run they are a metaphor and so should be left alone people who want to use them want to interpret them literally give them rules and then pretend they're not ripping off someone else's ideas Romero's Night of the Living Dead is a comment on capitalism and racism just as Dracula was a comment on Victorian conservatism. Um, why do I essentially have a VVZ rule? Because they're the outlet of the uncreative and the lazy. Why, why develop plot and character when you can just have fights? Fights where your readers already know the, the, the rules. You don't even have to explain everything because it's all preconceived. Why create your own supernatural villain when you can just use a bloodsucker with a prepared backstory and rule system? Why explain a mystical apocalypse when you can just get our complicated society out of the way and have people killing each other? Okay? There are outlets for this and they are always uncreative and always weak. And if a kid wants to be, or, or an adult, wants to be a creative writer, then they have to be creative. And using the VVZ is absolutely wrong. Anyways, here's a brief little podcast for you. A little bit of uh, Thou Shalt Nots if you're going to work in creative enterprises. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, remember... Um, you can email me at structuredrambling at gmail.com uh, with your questions, comments, and recommendations, uh, knowing that I can only fulfill them to uh, what extent I can. And I will s talk to you again in two weeks. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. <laughs>